All right. So we're here. Another episode of The Digital Diplomat. Is that the name of the show, babe? Yes, The Digital Diplomat Podcast. The Digital Diplomat Podcast. And I get this pleasurable, honorable opportunity to be the host. Am I the Digital Diplomat? No. (laughs) We won't go that far. Who knows me better than you, babe? Uh, God. Okay, second to God. Oh, wow. So, okay. I'll take that spot. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Diplomat Podcast. I am your host, W.E. DeCruz, and I am on a mission to help you achieve economic diplomacy through digitalization. From private to public sectors, small to large organizations, you can expect behind the scene interviews and conversations with global leaders and everyday citizens impacting job creation, business trade, and so much more. More importantly, you'll learn tips and tools on how you can impact your community and country from right where you are. In episode one, I decided to share a little bit more about myself. If this is your first time hearing about me, or maybe you've heard my name before, but are wondering, uh, who is this W.E. DeCruz and why does she call herself the digital diplomat? Then you're in for a small treat. I invited my husband, Dominique DeCruz, to ask me some basic questions that will shed some light on my journey and how I got to this moment in time with you right here listening to this podcast. You'll learn more about me throughout future episodes, so let's consider this more like an introduction. Our youngest, yes, our youngest daughter decided she wanted to join the party, so you'll definitely hear her throughout our conversation. This is just a friendly reminder, I guess, to my parent listeners, yes, you mothers and fathers and guardians, to stay the course no matter what. Honestly, this isn't necessarily how I intended to record, but this is our truth, right? These are the realities we're navigating behind the scenes daily. This is what helps shape who we are. This is what makes me who I am. W.E. DeCruz, the digital diplomat. Take a listen. So, where are you from? Gosh, I'm from Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl through and through. Mm. <laughs> Said that with a lot, a lot of toughness. <laughs> You're a tough chick. Jersey girl through and through, yes. But I love to say Jersey by way of Ghana because yeah. at the end of the day, being Ghanaian American, having parents that were born and raised in Ghana, who came to the States, gave birth to us. Um, and we were fortunate that they were able to send us back to Ghana to live for a few years. That's where we got our culture, where we got our discipline and our foundation. And so while I was born in the States, uh, I did have a very, very much of a Ghanaian upbringing. Mm. So sometimes, you know, when people ask where you're from, yes, Jersey, my birth certificate, but truly connected to my Ghanaian roots. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I have a feeling that plays a lot into the digital diplomat and some of the, the drive and mission. 100%. I've had a passport since I was like a year old. Mm. Wow. Not many people can say that. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm sure we'll learn more about that. Um, but I don't want to spoil future podcast episodes. So we'll come back to that question. One question that I'm curious about, and I'm sure our listeners are as well, is what is your favorite country? Just curious. I mean, what, what, the one that you visited before, what is your favorite country? Yeah, I mean, I love Ghana, but okay. I honestly would say so far across 
the African nations, I would say Ethiopia has been the most intriguing. And I think truly because Ethiopia or the land in which Ethiopia uh, covers um, is said to be the origins of, of man. Mm, okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you're trying to go deep already. Just hold on. <laughs> okay. This is supposed to be a light episode just to get to know you. And you, you're taking this. But we're going to come back to that. That's good. That's good. So Ethiopia. I'm, I'm, I'm interested now. Very interested in Ethiopia. A lot of uh, ancient Christian history there. So yeah. we will come back to that one as well. Another episode, right? <laughs> Tell us more about your family. Yeah, so I am one out of five girls. I'm one of five girls, no brothers. So I'm the second of five. Mm. Um, my older sister's name is Audra. Uh, Lorraine, Audra, Biney. Uh, then there's number three, Vanessa, Ama, Arthur. Now we're all married, so we were all Kwanzaa sisters. Kwanzaa, so Kwanzaa five, but I'm using now. Q5. Their, Q5, yeah. Q5. But now I'm using their... Like the car. Their married name, yes. Okay. Um, and so after Vanessa, there's Michelle Abba Staten. Uh, and then there's Jessica Abba Kwanzaa. She's the, the last. Um, baby girl. And, baby girl entering college now. And, um, and so she's the last to get married. Wow. How was that growing up with five sisters? I mean, there had to be a lot of diplomacy there. Oh, my God. Maybe that's where I got my first diplomacy skills. I don't know. Probably. Trying to negotiate the fights and the issues and the things that would go on between us as you young fight? girls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, did we fight? But it's the craziest thing because we're such a posse now. You know, mm. I think when you're younger, you don't appreciate it as much. But as you get older, as you got into high school and college, it was super dope to be going through college, you know, school, high school, for example, and having, like, three of your other sisters, like, in high school, right? right. Yeah. Right. And so you mess with one, you mess with all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, we we rolling deep. Listen, don't matter what side of the aisle you're on, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, messing with y'all, it's yeah. all hands it's on deck. all hands. Like, it doesn't even matter if we had an internal thing going on. We uh-huh. would always come together and it'd be you against all the sisters. Wow. So, and so we're still that. like that today. It's so awesome. Wow. So the Digital Diplomat was actually born out of kind of just just having so many siblings. Yeah, I've been yeah. brewing. I've been, uh-huh. I've been becoming the Digital Diplomat all my life. It's my just gosh. now that I'm putting it into language. Just embodying it. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. All right. Yeah. Good. 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 That's something that is very interesting. We didn't know that about you. All right, so, well, how did you even come up with the name? Why do they call you Digital Diplomat? It's, it's curious. It's very creative. Yeah, you know, I, it's something that's been evolving for years. Mm-hmm. And I think in order to really tell or give you an answer, I'd have to tell you the story of uh, the journey, right? This journey of, like, trials to triumph. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things come out of pain and pain and purpose. And I really went to school. I went to school on a full tuition scholarship undergrad at Seton Hall University in Jersey, studied English. Then after so you're I graduated, a smarty. you could say, okay, say I know how to raise funds. I know how to have an ROI, return on investment. Okay, okay. I've been a businesswoman all my life. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fundraising all my life. Um, no, but so after undergrad on a full tuition scholarship as a Dr. Martin Luther King Scholar at Seton Hall University, which is a full full four year tuition scholarship. You don't renew it. You just once you get it, you have it for four years. When I finished undergrad. I was fortunate to secure a graduate assistantship, which is another full tuition scholarship. But this time you're working for the school, you get a monthly stipend and they pay for your tuition. And so I did a dual master's degree, one of which was in diplomacy and international relations. So I had my eyes set on 
going to work for the United Nations or the Department of State or State Department. Mm-hmm. And so that's what brings me to Ethiopia. It was okay. during that master's program that I'd taken a, a trip to Ethiopia, my first trip ever to the east side of Africa. You know, had lived in Ghana. East side? <laughs> so we don't do that in Africa. There okay. is no like, we saw it east side. <laughs> you I don't know. Represent your country. You never know. Huh? <laughs> represent your country. Okay. But I had gone to East Africa for the first time, going to Ethiopia. And this was like a, a student, diplomatic student trip okay. um, to like the U.S. Embassy in Ethiopia, um, visiting the African Union. And it gave me a whole new world of diplomacy mm. and for the first time I actually put it you know when you're growing up you don't you don't really hear a lot of people say yeah I, I want to be a diplomat or I want to do international relations it's mm. not really common you hear want to be a doctor or a nurse a lawyer but you don't hear a lot of people especially black people talking about mm-hmm. going to diplomacy yeah keep it real right and so when I got to Ethiopia and I walked into the US embassy and got a world of a different uh, type of roles that you could uh, you could seek or achieve or aspire to be in that would support economic development. Like I'd always known that I wanted to impact economic development, just mm-hmm. didn't know how. And yep. for me, economic development was just like trying to understand why there was such a big gap between, I had like rich family members living in Ghana, but I also had very poor family members. Mm. It's like, what is that gap? Have like how, have, have and have not. It's like what's mm. that dichotomy? And then this perception of that, if you lived in America, then you had it going for you but then us in america we also see poverty mm-hmm. so i gained to understand that that was economic diplomacy mm-hmm. or economic development and so it was that trip to ethiopia that i realized like okay wow this is how i want to pursue my life and this is what i want to do um so i get back to the u.s after that trip you know unfortunately after graduating could not find a job couldn't secure a job and that's what mm-hmm. catapulted going into entrepreneurship <laughs> going into entrepreneurship and so in entrepreneurship, understanding that I had a hard skill in technology. Mm. And so I was fortunate that this really handsome guy that I knew. Hmm. Yeah, he was super handsome. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had been going to this particular church all his life. And so he uh, knew a young lady who was into technology who needed support. <laughs> And that really handsome guy just happens to be the name, go by the name of Dominique Cruz. Oh, <laughs> I'm flattered. I didn't know you were talking about me. That's, uh, and um, and so anyway, so you introduced me to my now business partner, Naomi Jordan Cook. And um, she was looking for an assistant at the time. And so I began supporting some of the technology work that she was doing, building websites, developing systems around technology, helping to digitize church ministries. And so um, becoming an expert in technology all those years, launching the business with Naomi in 2016 called the Virtual Global Consulting Group, doing that for a long time, and then taking our technology service into Africa. Taking it into Africa. It was at that point that I started to realize, like, okay, I'm impacting the digital space, mm-hmm. but because I'm not doing it just locally, I'm doing it globally. Okay, that's where the diplomacy is being pulled. And it wasn't really until I sat down with a good friend of mine, Royal Jackson, in one of our meetings, business colleague of mine, 
that we began to really put the digital diplomat into into words, into language. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you can have ideas and thoughts in your head, but if you can't put it into language, it's almost hard to manifest. Listen, y'all, that's a, that that is a jewel right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you might yeah. want to say that again. Right? No, I mean it all starts with the imagination. Okay. Creation starts from the imagination, yeah. but you've got to find a way to put it into language because it's in the word. It's in the creation of your word that you're able to transact, that you're able to communicate, you bridge the gap. And so I was able to put it into language, the digital diplomat. He actually is the, he actually designed the logo. Um, and and so I began to realize like, wow, I may have not necessarily gone the traditional route, mm-hmm. but I could still be the diplomat that I had always dreamed of. Mm. I'm just gonna be the digital diplomat. Wow. Which is, little, which is unorthodox. That's and so good. I'm gonna continue to become this in everything that I do. No matter what. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. We need a, a little clap sound effect after that. So let's just throw that in there. <laughs> wow. Okay. I had questions written down. My next question is about your mission. I kind of feel like you answered that a bit. But, you know, go, go a little deeper. What, what is the mission of the digital diplomat? I think the mission has multiple layers, right? Okay. You know, in this journey... I had to learn really quickly to lose the title and win the experience. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we have this idea about how we want to pursue our careers and our goals and they don't always, um, it doesn't always roll out that way. Mm-hmm. But if you're really committed to making that impact, you've got to learn to lose the title and win the experience. Mm-hmm. And so what I started to do was just create experiences as much as I could that would allow me to impact the economy, mm-hmm. allow me to impact diplomacy mm-hmm. um, and so the mission has always been to help achieve economic diplomacy through digitalization wow. how do I use digital tools to promote economic diplomacy which is really helping to create jobs helping to launch businesses and grow businesses like economic diplomacy is just a fancy word for how do I drive the economy how do I help people to to break the trap of poverty mm-hmm. Mm. That's economic diplomacy. Mm. And so... Break, break the trap of the trap. Yeah, mm. right? And so digital technology, digitalization is allowing us to break social and economic barriers that we otherwise have not, you know, prior. So that's been the mission. The vision is to be responsible for helping to launch digital brigades of digital diplomats. Like, I am the digital diplomat. But we need multiple digital diplomats around the world who are engaging in digital diplomacy wow. to help move nations forward into the future. So this is a movement. This it's is not really like important. so. So there can be. I can be a digital diplomat. Absolutely. Okay. If you acquire such a mission and you're interested in using these tools and as a vehicle to grow economies, yes, wow. you are a digital. You are a diplomat. So listeners, literally, like they're listening, and kind of. Training to be digital diplomats in a way, if they yes, so absolutely, choose. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. The content, the information that is shared, it, it's so that you can also take on the tools and embody. It's gonna take. This is not a one person game. Okay. Right. And that's a grand misunderstanding of people think it's gonna mm-hmm. take just one person. No, no it, we, this we need this a community effort. It's a cross cultural, cross barrier, cross nation. It's, it's it's gonna require multiple people taking on that responsibility. I'm just getting it started. Wow, 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 listeners, take that as your invitation. If you are serious, come join. Right, become a digital diplomat as well. You have the invitation here first. Okay, so we got just one more question left. And that question is, 
If you were to leave the listeners with something today, what lesson would that be? Oh, absolutely. To live at the level of your consciousness and never at the level of your circumstance. Okay. I mean, the whole story of becoming the digital diplomat is a story of trials to triumph, mm. right? It's a story of uh, understanding that you cannot make choices based on the circumstances you're going through right now to transform the very position you want to be in. Mm-hmm. And so you have to live the level of your consciousness. Consciousness is the first form of currency. It's the first form of transaction. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep your consciousness, like I internally in my mind was the digital map before any of anything I'm doing now manifesting, before any international consultancy that I'm that I that I have with the United Nations mm-hmm. or any opportunity that I have to do work around the world is sort of first in the consciousness. And so that's the one thing I always leave people is like live at the level of your consciousness and your circumstance will just have to level up. Eventually mm-hmm. it'll level up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. That's good. Almost. It's, it's like do it or, or move on. Mm-hmm. You've got to level up or stay at the same level. Yeah. Well, this has been really good. I am highly... I'm excited. I just put it that way. I'm excited about the episodes to come. I'm excited about what the digital diplomat means for you and our listeners, your listeners. And so I think everyone is really thankful to have this intimate moment with you to learn kind of the behind the scenes of the digital diplomat. So we want to thank you so much for the opportunity. And yeah, thank you for sharing this journey with us. It's just the beginning of becoming.